Welcome to the Mama Sisterhood. I'm Heather Evans. When my twins were born at 24 weeks gestation, I began to think about the uniqueness of each of our motherhood journeys. I also began to understand the importance of education and support from other moms, no matter how different our lives may be. Each episode will highlight one mother's journey and the lessons she has learned on this crazy path we call life. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome to the Mama Sisterhood. Welcome back to the Mama Sisterhood. I have Jacqueline Greenlee here with me today. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you. Before we get going into your story, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? So who you are, your family, where you live, what you do, anything you'd like to share with that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So like you said, my name is Jacqueline. I um, am born and raised in the Kansas City area. Currently, we live in Lee Summit, um, and we love it out here. We or I'm a teacher. Um, I teach in a charter school in Kansas City. It's my eighth year teaching. Um, I have two daughters. One is six. Her name is Cameron. And then I have a two-year-old, and her name is Corey. And actually, Heather, you don't know this, but we have one on the way now. Yeah. You didn't oh know that. Gosh. Yeah. You in May. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, Thank you just you. made my day. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, okay, best podcast ever. You win. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Thank okay, you. you may, save me the math. How many weeks are you now? Um, I'm like rounding the 12 week corner. Okay. We're going getting into 12 weeks. Fantastic. So, and will you be finding yeah. out if you're having a boy or a girl? We or? are. So for Cameron and Corey, we were surprised on the okay. gender. Um, and, and then, so this one, we were like, it's our last one. We want to yeah. know. Yeah. So oh yeah, gosh. we're going to find out. That's so yeah. exciting. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've made it official now. So I know, right? Awesome. Well, and that's the perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today. Cause I just wanted to bring you on here today because of um, your family and your experience with the girls and just to help educate myself and other listeners, um, which is kind of my goal of this whole podcast. So Jacqueline, um, you, I have met, I, I, so spoiler alert, I know Jacqueline outside of the podcast. Um, I actually, we belong to the same neighborhood pool. And so for years I would go to the pool almost every day with my little ones. And then you would be there with your little ones and your sister, is it, who was usually Yeah, my sister you? goes yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I had met you and then I had officially met you because now our kids go to the same school. So anyway, I wanted to bring you on today because you'd been open and talking to me about the fact that your kids are mixed race. And I wanted to talk about that so that myself and the listeners, we could learn about this and educate ourselves and um, learn any ways that we might have any implicit biases and things that we could do to make sure that we're promoting equality as best we can. So after all that, why don't I back up and say, tell me about yourself, meeting your husband, um, and then kind of bring me into the story of when you had your girls. So um, my husband and I have been married for three years, um, but we met in 2016 when we started working. So we both are teachers. He's a principal now, but what, eight years ago, um, we were both teachers and our first day was together at the same school um, and the same, you know, kind of team. So we met um, T 
teaching and working together and um, a love story, I guess, just kind of blossomed from there. Um, we found out shortly later that we were pregnant with our first daughter, Cameron. Um, and that's a whole nother story in and of its own, um, finding out really late in the pregnancy, not having a whole lot of time to prepare and get our minds, you know, ready to be parents. But um, we did the hard work and, um, you know, we made it all, we made it here. And we always say like, you know, this, our story is incredible because we would have never thought that we would be together and married with, you know, a, two kids and one on the way. Um, so yeah, so we met at school. And then um, had Cam, and we worked together for five years, and now he works in a different district than me, but we're both still in education. That's so awesome. So um, with the girls, I we had talked briefly just before we started recording, so I was curious throughout, you know, you raising the girls, if you all had run into any situations where... Um, people had either treated you differently or anything that you had encountered that, you know, was not necessarily ideal, um, being that maybe, you know, you don't look exactly like your daughters. Yeah. So my husband, Dominic, might have a different answer and experience with this um, than me, but I probably have blinders on and just don't see it. So I don't think that I have seen um, or bit experienced anything where people are looking at us differently. Um, but again, it's probably just because I'm focused on them and what we're doing and not the world around me. Um, I do, I would say this is that people comment on their hair a lot and their skin tone a lot. Um, you know, your hair is beautiful, which is a huge compliment and it's a lot of work for me. So I, I do appreciate it, but um, and their, you know, their skin tone is beautiful too, but everyone's is, you know? And so, um, that I think those are what the maybe the experiences that I've had where people are commenting on things or or having um, thoughts and opinions about it, but never anything malicious. And for me, which but again, my blinders are on, and I try not to bring sure. those things into my sure. life. No, I think I think that's that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that you haven't had to experience those yeah. things at all. That's wonderful. And sometimes you have to have blinders on. I mean, I know I'm kind of that way with some of the special needs that we deal with because, you know, you just have to focus on what you're focusing on. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what about, so your little girls are six, two, and then one on the way. Yep. Um, I know we talked earlier about looking towards the future. And also I feel like it's important to remember that, you know, you're a teacher and your husband's a principal. So you guys are involved in educating young people. What are things that you either talk about with your daughters or any resources that you've used to kind of talk to them about, you know, any differences or scenarios that they may run into into the, in the future? Yeah, well, to start, we really try to expose them to a variety of cultures, um, whether that be like friends at their school or um, TV shows that we watch, books that we read, um, people that we hang out with like ourselves. Our goal is to show them that there are a bunch of different traditions out there that we don't do, but other people do and that are really cool and really awesome. And that we accept everything that everyone does, no matter what they look like. And that's a big saying in our house is, it doesn't matter what you look like, we love you for who you are. Oh, I love um, 
Yeah. And we say that a lot um, to the girls, you know, if someone does, you know, if we come home and we're talking about something that we saw happen in the news or at school or on TV, even we would, you know, that's not very nice because it doesn't matter what you look like. We still love you. Um, and we still will play with you and stick up for you. And we talk about what it looks like to stick up for different people and to stand up for yourself as well. Um, and words that are empowering to say to the girls, um, we're, we are very, um, what's the word am I looking for? We're very like meaningful in doing it. Like the, it's a priority of us, um, to make sure that I mean, we picked moving to Lee summit because of how it's diversifying and growing into it. Um, and when we drive around the neighborhood, what kind of families do we see, um, you know, in, in the neighborhood and in like at target and whatever. Um, so we're very like, meaningful is not the word I'm trying to think into intent intentional intentional thank you yes, yes. thank yes. you we're super intentional about these conversations that we have with them um we like to read different books that have different characters but but really focusing also on mixed characters and people mm -hmm. who look like our girls mm -hmm. um I mean you know the Encanto phase went crazy but to Cameron, Corey was way too little, but to Cameron, that was everything because Mirabelle had curly hair. She has tan skin and, you know, you don't see that. Same with Little Mermaid. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's who she wanted to be for Halloween because oh. she doesn't see characters who look like her. And so we really I try like to, that. I know, right? Yeah. We try to find people that she can identify with. Um, even in sports, she really loves tennis. I'm a, I was a tennis player, but she loves Serena. And in soccer, she loves like Trinity Rodman on the USA team and Sophia Smith because they look like her and she can identify with them. And so that's huge in our family. That's awesome. And those are some amazing role models. I mean, Serena. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any, I know you mentioned books. Do you have any like books you specifically recommend? Or I know you mentioned a couple movies in Kanto, Little Mermaid. Those are fantastic um, in terms of, you know, inclusivity and things like that. But any books or other resources that you guys have used? Um, so we like Gracie's Corner. My daughter doesn't love Gracie's Corner. That's on YouTube. Okay. Um, Netflix does um, a I can't think of what it's called right now, which is not good, but they have, um, they came out with this during COVID where they would have people of color read stories about people of color okay. to you. And so you would like flip the pages, like they would, it was their voice and you could see them throughout it, but they would have the pages on the screen. Um, and they were just like, you know, short little five minute clips and Cameron loved those. Um, there's like about 13 episodes. Okay. And you said that's um, on Netflix or it was it's on, on Netflix? Netflix. Okay. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, we really like, I am enough. Okay. Is that a book? Is a popular, it's a book. Okay. Yes. It's a book. It's a really popular book. And we really like hair love, which is another popular book. I'm not familiar well. with either of those. I'm going to have to go out. Well, and your I can... kids are older, so it makes well, sense. They're little they, picture books. They still like, they still like those though. They yeah. They like a variety. Oh, well, they're, they're cute. They're just really short little reads okay. and they did make, there is a short, like a video for hair love as well. So would you say target audience would be what age for I am enough and hair love? Um, I would say like four to six probably. Four to six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe three, depending on how big of a reader you've got on your hands. Okay. So, yeah. And there's a book called um, I Am Mixed 
that we like to read too. And that's probably like a two-year-old, two to three-year-old book. So it's a hard, you know, like the cardboard bound books. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it is, or maybe it's not. Um, and there's one other one that I'm, I can picture. Oh, I, it's just a kindness book, but it has a whole bunch of, you know, people look different in the book and it's, I think it's just called kindness actually. Sounds like, so if you're starting those books that little, it pretty much sounds to me like you started, you know, educating them and sort of bringing all this in from the moment they were probably born. It sounds like, yeah. is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have to give my husband all the credit for leading these conversations and discussions, being a you know, Black African-American man um, and having gone through all of these things and wanting his kids or his culture to be present in his kid's life. Mm -hmm. um, and so he really has kind of taught me how to even talk about it because, I, you know, it would I would hate to offend anybody of any race, any ethnicity, culture, background. Um, but having him kind of guide me and guide the girls with these topics has been super helpful to us. And he was very intentional about it when Cameron was one. And now that Corey was just, we were already having these conversations, Corey was automatically just mm -hmm. brought into it. That's awesome. And then also with him being a principal, I feel like he, you know, obviously at a much different age level um but he can help these middle because he's a principal of a middle school we talked about so I mean I feel like it's important for this to just be a continued conversation for kids adults everyone so I love that he yeah. is a principal and can help these middle school very impressionable aged kids as well so yeah if you had advice, so I thankfully, I know you guys haven't experienced a lot of, um, you know, discrimination or things like that at this point, but um, which, and I hope you never do, but if you had advice for someone like, let's say like myself, so, you know, Caucasian family, Caucasian children who um, have been exposed to a little bit of a diversity, but not a ton um, about things to either say to our kids or things to make sure that we teach our kids or do with our kids. Do you have any advice for that? I think the biggest thing is just um, acceptance, right? Like going back to the, it doesn't matter what you look like. We still love you and we love you for who you are. Mm -hmm. um, that is a big thing, you know, for us. Now that doesn't mean that we don't accept our differences, right? Like we still accept and open different cultures and appreciate the way that people live their life, but we're not going to pick who we're friends with and who we're nice to because of what they look like. Um, and that is what we try to teach our girls is that it doesn't matter what they look like. It's who what's inside their heart and what they, what they bring to the table to help you be a better person. Right. And so um, I think that my advice would just be that is just be open to learning Asking questions is okay. It's not wrong to ask questions, right? With people like, and, and you could eat, like you've even prefaced it. Like if it's okay, I'd like to ask you this. And they'll, people will be honest with you. Like, no, I'm not going to answer that. Or that's offensive because of this, but my husband always says like, the only way you learn is by asking. And so if you don't ask, you're just going to be blind to it and you're not growing and you're not changing and evolving with who you are. And so I think, you know, the best best bet is just to, you know, even be like vulnerable and say, I don't know this and maybe like boo on me, but I want to learn and do better. And so would you mind explaining and sharing this 
with me so I can teach my kids or even for kids to ask that too. And, you know, it's okay if you don't want to answer this question, but I'm just curious, what hair product do you use or what holiday do you celebrate for Christmas or, you know, around winter time, things like, you know, things like that. It's, it's okay to ask questions, just do it politely and respectfully. Oh, that's beautiful. That's perfect. And that's very helpful for me as a mom too, because yeah, you never really know, like, should I say something? And of course, kids, young kids, they're going to say what they're going to say. And so, right. you know, they right. have the questions. And so then it's just making sure, you know, they learn to frame them politely. And yeah, like it's all about teachable moments, right? right. Like if, when it, when someone says something that may be out of line or maybe disrespectful, taking them a step back and saying like, I appreciate your curiosity. And I think that's fantastic, but we need to ask it in a way that doesn't hurt people's feelings. And you know, let's, let's rephrase the question that you have. That's really good. Thank you. I feel like I'm going to go back and like, write that down. So I have that ready to go. Cause that could be a lot I'm of no things, right? This could be, this could be race. This could be, um, you know, I feel like it's important, you know, people's body size, people, right. you know, a disability, very, anything that makes someone possibly a little bit different than the person who's seeing them. I feel like that, phrase applies to all of those people. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely going to use that. Um, This is awesome. This is so great. And I really appreciate you being open to talking with us about this. Oh, of course. Because I think with you as a mom and you as a teacher and your husband as a dad, as an educator and a principal, I feel like you guys are just you're very eloquent with how you say it, but these are very important messages. So I I really appreciate it. So in terms of your daughters being little, so Cameron's six, right? And Corey's yep. two. two. So yeah. obviously kids, as we mentioned, view the world in a very, you know, sweet, innocent and different way. So in terms of race, so in terms of things like skin color, hair, how to how does probably more Cameron specifically, but mm-hmm. Corey, if you wanted to say, how does Cameron bring up any of these specific topics? Usually at dinner, somehow she'll you know how six year old minds are like everywhere. Sure. Um, some I don't I don't know how we get on these topics really, but a lot of times she'll say something like, um, "Daddy is brown, Mama is white," and then I'll say, "Excuse me, don't call me pale," you know because. <laughs> I I am pale and pasty. Um, And then she'll say, and I am, I am brown. Like I am both of you. So if you add white to black, that gets brown. And that's where I get my skin tone from. Um, And then she'll go back and say, but daddy, you're not really black. You're brown too. Um, And so we are trying, you know, to teach her the term people of color um, or person of color um, because you never know what someone calls themselves or what they identify with of their skin tone. Um, and so it's, it's just hilarious, not hilarious, but it's funny to watch and it's eye opening more or less to watch the process of a six year old identifying mm-hmm. themselves with the color of their skin mm-hmm. um, and learning who they are or that that makes them who they are, I'll mm-hmm. say, um, the color of their skin. And so it's just really cool to have to see her put the dots, connect the dots together. Yeah. And we try to be intentional with her about what, you know, colors of skins and, and 
um, how people get different colors of skins depending on who their parents are and what their mom looks like and their dad looks like. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And I feel like we can all take all of these nuggets of information and teach our kids these different things and help promote. You're saying that, can you say you're saying one more time where it's not how you look on the outside? How did you say that? Yeah. so briefly? Um, what do we say? We say it's not who, it's not how you look, it's who you are on the inside and who, awesome. you know, if you're a nice person and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I, I love that. Okay. So I have to ask you one last question. This is the question that I ask all of my guests. Okay. So a mama question. If you had a whole day to yourself and you could go anywhere you wanted and do anything you wanted, where would you go and what would you do? Um, okay. Well, I could never be alone because I would be so bored having, you know, the three people in my family, not with me. So they would have to come with me. That's the, my first sure. rule. Sure. Um, but I'm a beach person. So I would love to go like I want to go to Turks and Caicos. I want to go to Australia and I want to snorkel and scuba dive. And my kids are obviously too little to do that. But hypothetically speaking, they would be able to sure. go and do all of that. And my husband would be on board with it as well. And so that would be that would be what I would want to do. That sounds, that sounds amazing. And congratulations yeah. again on your little one on the way. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I wanted to jump on here real quick and remind you about my books. So Learning to Breathe is our NICU journey from when my twins were born at 24 weeks and just a pound and a half each. And then the NICU Mama Survival Guide is a book I wrote combining my knowledge as a pelvic health PT who's worked in postpartum care for a really long time with my experience as a NICU mom to help moms recover, even though the little one is in the NICU, to help them recover from their pregnancy and delivery. Both books are available on Amazon. Thanks for joining us today on the Mama Sisterhood Podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any extraordinary motherhood journeys. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second to rate and review. This helps me reach more moms. See you next week.